0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we continue a big midweek of Premiership action. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst could only watch on as Hibs dumped Rangers out the League Cup tonight. He's in the dugout at Easter Road. Aberdeen Livy, St Mirren Ross County and Dundee St Johnston completes tonight's action before Celtic host Hearts tomorrow. And Motherwell get the week off to a winning start seeing off Dundee United in the rain. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Stephen McGowan and Alex Ray. Yeah, some good games tonight. I'm really looking forward to the build up the teams, the key battles within the games. I used to love playing under the lights in the midweek games. Top six are playing the, each other, bottom six are playing each other, and your boys' mother will get a really good result last night. Easy shift for you two tonight, Stephen McGowan. Seriously, a game, <laughs> a big game last night, a big game tomorrow night, and four of them this evening. It's a an interesting midweek card. I really like what's happening at the bottom of the league as well because you've got the bottom six, you've got you know, there's very little between them, six mm. points. And so much leapfrogging can go on If results go one way or the other tonight Absolutely, it's all happening But we need you to complete the picture On Clyde One Super Scoreboard So pick up that phone And talk to Stephen McGowan And Alex Ray 0141 951 1025 That is the number you need As always, you are more than welcome To tweet at Clyde SSB But you can't beat the real thing 0141 951 1025, particularly if you're out and about heading to a game tonight. Maybe you Rangers fans, you're heading along the M8, heading to Easter Road. What are you expecting? What differences are you expecting from the last meeting between the sides? It wasn't long ago, it didn't end well. Is the new manager going to see to it that no revenge, uh, or that revenge is on the cards, I should say? Pick up the phone, let us know what's happening if you're heading through there. Uh, Motherwell fans, Dundee United fans, what about last night? We'll preview Celtic Hearts as well. So whatever you've got for us, now is the time to share it 0141951 I'll tell you what Let's kick off Let's go right to Easter Road Where we can check in With Andrew McLean Who's going to set the scene for us Yeah it's always a good game And no lack of drama When these two come up Against each other We saw that At Hamden a couple of weeks back Martin Boyle running riot In the first half Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Watching on from the stands Since then it's been Mixed results For Hibs They lost to Ross County But a late comeback at the weekend, we'll have them coming into this game on a high. As for Rangers, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst making it clear that this will be a very different setup to the team who lost that League Cup semi-final. And we've seen those signs already. The two wins against Sparta Prague and Livingston. Rangers playing more of a 4-2-3-1, a lot more width in the side. Those midfield runners have been key as well. Joel Rebo got a good few chances against Sparta Prague, scored against Livingston. So did Scott Arfield as well. Alfredo Morelos also spending a lot more time in the opposition box. Jack Ross, though, he says they'll be playing their own game. They aren't too concerned about adapting to what changes Rangers will be making tonight. Some early team news for you. Martin Boyle returns after his suspension at the weekend, but Christian Doidge is still out for the home side. Kamar Roof could make a return tonight for the away side. I'll bring you full team news when I get it. Right, Rangers fans, what do you want to see before the team news? Pick up the phone and let us know who would you like to see. Does the likes of Scott Arfield, does he stay in the team following uh, that performance at the weekend? Are there any other changes? You would like to see Barely a game goes by Nowadays Without someone wanting Nathan Patterson to play uh, So I suspect That might well be the case If you're heading along Or you're watching it on TV Give us all your Pre-match thoughts Right now please 0141 951 Alex Ray yep. Is it about revenge? <laughs> it's always about revenge Is it? Uh, no listen <laughs> I think the fact that they, they, they went out again In the semi-finals The man over they went out Gordon uh, 
I think on the day they were second best. You, they, particularly in that first opening forty minutes, they uh, they really struggled to get to grips with Martin Boyle. I think uh, Jack Ross will be delighted that he's back in the mix tonight because he caused so many problems him and Nisbet. Uh, but as a change of shape. And you just wonder if it'll have the same effect against a, a strong Hibs team who always, always try uh, extremely hard against Rangers. I mean, yeah, the circumstances, Stephen, were just just so different. Stephen Gerrard had gone, everybody was rocked yeah. by it. It was an interim management team in there. Uh, now Giovanni Van Brockhurst's come in and has two important wins under his belt. Does that suggest to you that this is going to be a very different evening to the one we saw at the National Stadium? No question for me. I mean, I, I think that... Actually, that Hibernian performance that day, that was, that was the exception. That wasn't really the rule. I mean, they'd five straight defeats in the Premiership until they beat St Johnston on Saturday. So, you know, Hibs have been pretty ropey. And that, that was an exceptional day, that. It was a strange day. But, you know, the one worry, Martin Boyle back, returns to suspension, 14 goals, that hat-trick against Rangers. So there's danger there. And if you look at that goal Rangers lost against Livingston the weekend with a long ball from Fitzwater, that's a vulnerable area. Connor Goldson's area And I think Hibs will be targeting that again I mean at the same time Alex A lot of people will Probably agree with Stephen You know Are Hibs going to go and beat Rangers Twice in a row And especially with the new manager And all that stuff Perhaps um, That that wouldn't be people's um, Predicted outcome But they Surely go into this full of confidence Knowing what they can do to Rangers If they're bang at it again Yeah uh, If I'm a Hibs player in it at the moment Gordon you're looking at it The manner when they win The there's clearly a rivalry between these two groups of players You know, you look at the key battles We always talk about Portis, Morelos You look at the middle of the park I like the boy Newell You know, uh, I think Kamara will be in the mix uh, there as well tonight And then you'd have to say that the Hibs uh, front two Really took them to task mm -hmm. uh, at Hamden So there's key battles throughout the course of the game And then obviously you've got your, your wider players They'll have to deal with them as well So I, I'm intrigued to see how they, they, they go about this tonight Both teams Right, come on you Hibs fans Rangers fans Are you heading along to the game tonight? Always like something about the midweek Under the mm. lights Hearing from you When you're heading out there Long John's on Scarf Whatever it may be I don't judge Pick up the phone If you're on your way to the match And let us know what you're expecting If you're watching in the warmth of your own home Well I'll be happy to speak to you as well Now's the time to call Let's hear from the Rangers manager uh, well, well, of course, we uh, we look back to the game. You know, the game uh, we played and lost. Um, you know, it will be a difficult game uh, on Wednesday because you know it's not the, the same uh, the same way of playing. You know, I have a different style and a different uh, play than uh, the team used on that day. So, but still, you can see the um, the threats the Hips got with with their with their system with the players they have. I think they uh, they were on the day uh, very solid, very good, and uh, were very clinical in the chances they got, and uh, deservedly win won the game on uh, on the day, and uh, that's what we take from the the game uh, last week. And uh, Wednesday is a new chance for us to uh, to get the three points. Jeffrey is a Rangers fan first through tonight. Revenge, Jeffrey, is that something that bothers you, or is this a completely separate match this evening? Um, well. Obviously, cup matches are different than league matches. Um, I would like a wee bit of revenge because it was an embarrassing situation. And I'm sorry that the manager had to sit through that. But I'm buying into this formation that he's using just now. Um, it seems to be working. Um, I, In my opinion, I would not tweak with the team tonight. I would keep the same team as Sunday. Right? Um, 
Yeah, um, it's a different ball game. What in particular are you liking about it then? What what from Sunday are you wanting to to keep the same? Um, well, the defence is good. Well, apart from the goal, which was a wee bit uh, unfortunate, and I felt sorry for for McGregor, who had two good stops but couldn't get the third rebound. Um, I think now um, with Bassi playing in the back, he's 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 getting there. Um, I think now the players are beginning to enjoy the game more. I think with Steven Gerrard, they kept playing the same the same formation and it wasn't working. And I think the players were getting frustrated because they were obviously letting in stupid goals. Um, and I think Morelis is now getting back into the game because he's getting a bit more service from from the from the likes of Kent yeah, I wondered about that Alex because you mentioned key battles and yeah. we've looked forward to it so often we always talk about Morelos against Porteous and actually to see that day at Hamden it was non-existent I'm not really sure where Morelos yeah. was but he wasn't particularly close to Ryan Porteous at any point um, give or take you know the odd moment here or there is Morelos now in the space of a couple of weeks looking like that that battle will be reignited given the way he's, he's, he's playing again it looks as if he's got a wee bit more uh, spirit about the way he's going about his business. He, he's getting a couple of goals as well, Gordon. So from that perspective, you'd like to think that he's starting to get back to where he was at, you know, a couple of years ago and on the front foot. I don't think he's quite at that at that level at the moment. So he's still a, a work in progress, but he can cause uh, centre-halves. For me, when he has gone physical with centre-halves, when he's actually wanting to go toe-to-toe with these guys, he's a different proposition. Uh I agree with Jeffrey in terms of the the way that the the formations actually worked really well for them because it was a hell of a shift with the four three three being you have got the midfielders and the opposition fullbacks get out because you have to shuffle uh, laterally across the pitch, whereas you just get Kent and you get Hadji engaging high up and when there's a turnover of possession they're then very good positions to 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 exploit that Gordon so. Uh, I, I don't quite agree with what Jeffrey says there about uh, Stephen Gerrard that it wasn't quite working because they're four points clear they were mm. into a semi-final still on course to get through Europe so there was a lot to like about Stephen Gerrard but I quite like the fact that they've tinkered with the, the shape it seems to be working relatively well and the one thing you look at the, the, the two games under Geo uh, two clean sheets It's very early Stephen so you can't like, predict too much or, or go too far into the future but I wonder if that's why mm. Or one of the reasons why the appointment made sense Because it's a guy who was clearly going to come in And, and change something and, and tweak things But not rip everything up mid-season And ask players to suddenly go and play In a back three or a back five And, and just, you know, completely bamboozle people In a busy period of games When you've barely got any time on the, the training field Yeah, one of the things people liked One of the things supporters liked Was the fact that tactically they were broadly similar They did mm. things pretty much the same way I mean, I'm into I'm interested in Ali's view in this actually because I just wonder sometimes if players they like a different voice, whether they need a different voice in the dressing room. You know, after three and a half years, maybe get, I'm not saying it gets stale, but you maybe just need an injection of something a bit different, something to invigorate you a yeah. bit. And I just sometimes wonder if that comes into play in situations. Yeah, like but, but without doubt, uh, it's, normally when you have a change, Stephen, it's when a team's doing poorly. Yeah, however, you know, Rangers were four points clear, but the fact that you've got a new voice and 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 I actually seen the uh, Roy Mackay. On social media Having a pop at one of the players uh, Because we're Showboating and tricks don't, like Do not do that Dutch accent again It didn't work out For you last <laughs> time I don't know by the way I, I think you, ju- I think you just by leave it Alright okay So no but the thing is um, So I quite like the fact That you're getting A, a different perspective We coach you come in Having a wee go And so forth And it just gets them On the front foot uh, They have to 
impress this guy as well because obviously the future depends on it. And uh, so, you know, it's been a decent enough start for them. From a coaching perspective, they'll be looking to kick on because these are really big games. You know, it, it, we often talk about going to Tynecastle, Easter Road, yeah. Pataudry, uh, you know, uh, Tanadice. It's really, really difficult. Park. venues. For, yeah, Fur Park. Apart from well. a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> shit six. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of that Thank you Geoffrey. Let's bring in David and Pollock Shields And see what's on his mind As a Rangers fan this evening Take it away David Good evening Gordon Thanks for having us again lads Cheers. Um Yeah, no it's, uh, For me, uh, revenge It's a bit too negative a term for me But what we have got Is a fantastic opportunity uh, To fix uh, What went wrong in the, you know, With the semi-final mm. Put it right Show uh, show the board and particularly Ross Wilson because I think Ross Wilson's comments are, are very prevalent right now and he's serving notice to a lot of these players and saying look it's time for you to decide do you really want to be here or not uh, do you really want to keep pulling on the, 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 the jersey for Rangers if no let us know we'll let you go and we'll get somebody in that is going to uh, you know give what their best you know um, and so for me it's a fantastic opportunity to put things right that's the first point. If if you yeah, have, well, what, what do you mean when you say Ross Wilson? You're talking about the AGM yesterday when he was asked about contracts, that sort of thing. Indeed, he was talking. Yeah. I think he was mentioned something like nine players that are kind of, you know, that they're, they're kind of the contracts only settled yet, you know, and there's, there's they could go one way or the other. Yeah, he did. There was provide an update of sorts yesterday, uh, Stephen, talking about different categories that the players are in and and what they're contributing and and so on. Yeah, I guess has David got a point about? I mean, players are always playing for their future to an extent, but that does accelerate at certain times. Well, there's a possible players coming out of contract in the summer, and then I said more interest is 2023. You know, you got some of the big hitters, yeah. Morelos, I think Kent, Aribo, possibly Hollander. So there's some real big, some players who you are worrying now might be looking at what their future holds and. Um, the thing is, I mean, like, I mean, what was discussed at the AGM yesterday was the need for a sustainable player trading model. That's sensible. That's right. You can't always rely on making the Champions League group stages. Okay, there's a good chance this season, but that's an unreliable way to try and keep the club sustainable. So there needs to be a player trading model. I don't think. I know Stuart Robertson said they don't need to sell players, but that's different from saying there should be a player trading model. You can still. If you get the right offer for the right player, you can sell at the right time. I think ten in a row kind of skewed that a bit, didn't it? You know, I mean, you look at Celtic made a couple of bad decisions. Players they should have sold to Edward or Ayer because we're going for the ten. Rangers wanted to stop the ten, so I think they could maybe have taken the money for Morelos and Wheel. But you know, those those contracts are getting running down. The values of those players are beginning to diminish a bit. So there's big decisions to be made, and I think David makes a decent point. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree, and uh, it'll be interesting because I think uh, they will try and renew, try and get longer contracts. Uh, but again, that goes back to the the players. I actually think it was just a message that we're trying to put out there that they can't go any more than a particular level. Uh, they won't be pushing the boat out. They won't be uh, held to ransom in that respect. So I think it's a case of trying to get these guys in longer contracts, particularly the ones of value. You know, obviously there'll be a couple coming in in the summer who are going to be moving on to pastures new, uh, and it's a constant. Um, Revolving door But the ones that you want to keep It's important to try and do, tie them down For a longer period What else you thinking David? I, I couldn't agree more with Alex there and, and on that particular subject Nathan Patterson springs right into my mind You know And, and as I was saying to your producer there Personally I think Rangers now are at that stage If they harbour real desires Of keeping that boy As long as humanly possible 
to help them grow and learn and keep producing, not just for Rangers, but for Scotland as well, and getting better and better, see his value go up, all that stuff. They really need to start giving that boy game time. He's been very professional up to now, um, but you, you, Alex, you know as well as anybody, you know there will come a point where that boy's going to want game time. And if he's not getting to the Rangers, he's going to look elsewhere. Listen, I, I can't agree anymore, um, David, and... Um, the difficulty they have there, I've obviously tried to play him one forward. Uh, he, he came on uh, against Prague. I didn't think it quite worked. I was uh, more encouraged what I saw at the weekend. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to Livingston, but I just felt with the possession and it suited Rangers in that particular afternoon. The problem, the problem that Giovanni has with uh, this whole situation and Stephen Gerrard previously, I think Tavernier, now I may be wrong, but it's 10 assists and 3 goals in 12 games. It's an incredible in the league. That is, uh, it's an incredible amount of uh, kind of statistics to back up a player who's actually a defender. Now there'll be question marks occasionally at the back, mm-hmm. but when you have that going forward, it's a remarkable return. So it's how you fit this boy in there because I agree he is the future of Scottish football. What did you make of the manager yesterday? He actually went into it in a bit more detail than I perhaps had expected, saying that. Yeah, you know, he can absolutely play them both But I think he specifically mentioned about defending a lead And it being an ideal scenario In those circumstances So whether that means we're ever likely to see it from the start Or whether it's yeah. something that in-game is going to As, we, as it has been in the last two yeah. um, is, that, is that more likely? Yeah, and it makes sense, Gordon Because uh, you don't want a winger who's kind of not going to track a, a runner back Parson will naturally do that And I think that was one of the reasons why he brought him against Prague In Thursday night just because of that defensive kind of minded the element that he brings to his play. So uh, it'll be important for the boy to kind of continue his development because he has really emerged over the last, what, 69 Stephen, months. Stephen, can you, I can't really remember any scenarios that you compare, can compare this to, to no. be honest. You know, we, we, we like to do that in Scottish football. Oh, this was like when X <laughs> and Y were in, but it, it's just, it, it's difficult. Everybody knows how good Nathan Patterson is. Mm-hmm. The Rangers fans think highly of him. And everybody knows how productive James Tavernier is And what you do about it I don't know What do you think? Well I can't really think of a player who's played more minutes for the international teams Playing for his club I mean you must be near that scenario now And I think I think Everton will be back for him in January I do And I think if they start talking in terms of 10 million plus Then that's going to give Rangers a big decision And if you can't find a way to accommodate An exceptional player in your team And you get offered that kind of money that's a big dilemma, isn't it? Yeah, well, listen, I think is it they're reporting nine million uh, in the last window. I think eight or something. Eight or nine. Yeah, eight, eight, splitting eight, hairs. Eight, eight or nine. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot of money for a guy. Stephen said who hasn't played mm. a great deal of first team football. Gordon, yeah, listen, you can clearly mm. see what the boy brings to the table. You would see both sides to that, wouldn't you? Of course, Rangers fans either want to keep him and see him win many trophies, or believe they can sell him for double that yeah. or whatever. But ultimately, to get ten million for a guy that can't get in your team is another way of looking yeah, at it, which would be very good business. No, no, absolutely. And uh, you know, I've obviously given the the academy a wee bit of stick over the years, but you have to give him plenty of praise uh, here. Yeah. This this kid's tremendous. But but Gordon, see the thing, I see if they've not back nine, oh, sort eight, whatever mm-hmm. it is. See if they come back with 10 Is that really going to know, change their mind I, I don't get the impression it will Okay David You can certainly come back Good debating points from you We'll speak to you soon That was David and Pollock Speaking of 10 million Who's this for a seamless transition oh. Did you see these newspaper reports Celtic fans That reportedly 
It could take £10 million To get Cameron Carter-Vickers From Tottenham So I've got a very simple question For you Celtic fans Yes or no Would you be willing at this stage To pay £10 million For Cameron Carter-Vickers Pick up the phone and let us know Call us right now And we'll speak to you next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Stephen McGowan are in the building And we've got a huge night of football coming up Hibs Rangers, Aberdeen Livy, Dundee St Johnston St Mirren, Ross County Celtic Hearts is tomorrow There was a certain big game at Fir Park last night What about this? See, we'll get round to it later on You can't wait, can you? Let let me just tease it by telling you That producer Callum, I always tell you he's a big Dundee United fan I forgot He went along last night in the rain It's the first time he's seen his team live since 2019 He gets soaked <laughs> They get beat And he gets sent up the road Do you honestly. know he's got a mask on in there I can still see his region Anyway We are on Twitter as well as the phones Annie's land is on Just on the back of David's call Saying at least 35 million worth of talent Going into their last year Of their contracts mm-hmm. Kent, Aribo, Morelos, Holander Goldson running his down at the moment I thought Ross Wilson paved over this Can't be allowing players to run down Need to be more Proactive Now before the break I did say Newspaper reports Suggesting at the moment That Cameron Carter Vickers Could cost £10 million If Celtic want him permanently Kevin and Bells Hill Are you having that? Are you writing the cheque? No Not a chance oh, um, Clear as that Not a chance Right why not? Why not? It's, it's numbers Just because he's played In the, the Premiership I think Three, four million pounds. Maybe, yeah, he's a young boy, he's well, twenty three year old. He's an international. Yeah, but he's he hasn't exactly proved it in the premiership either. He's proved it up here, he's he's capable actually. I am I'm, I'm no um convinced with staff Starfield and the two of them, but once Julian comes back as well, but maybe that's got to mix it up, but no, no tell me ten million, no chance. Yeah, I mean Stephen, like I say, it's just, it's a report this morning. I'm not sure it's a, it's not going to be set in stone necessarily. That's the exact amount, but it's an interesting talking point because I feel like most Celtic fans are absolutely happy with what they've seen from Cameron Carter Vickers. But Kevin's telling you he's not that happy. He's not ten million pounds happy. I would agree with Kevin. I've, I've, I mean, Cameron Carter Vickers is a strange one because you look at Leverkusen where he actually played individually quite well that night. Which is a strange thing to say when they lost three goals, but. Individually I thought he was quite decent I think he's been steady I think he's been solid I think he's had to be Obviously he's been helping Stephen Welsh through games He's had a, a a barrage of different central defensive partners And he's looked a really decent acquisition But I think if you look at Jota You look at him mm-hmm. Are they going to be committing themselves To coming to Scottish football right now? Or do they want a bit more time To see if there's anything else out there for them? I don't know if it's quite as simple as Celtic saying, OK, we'll pay the money now. They may have an option, but £10 million, pounds, not that much for me. It's a bit rich for me as well, Gordon. I think the guy's done very well. I think he's come in and steadied uh, an area of the pitch where Celtic looked as if they could struggle earlier on. You know, they had a bit young Wells coming in and uh, Starfelt with a slow start as well. Um, and they seem to have settled down nicely. And I think this guy uh, epitomises what you'd look for. He's uh, strong, he's committed. Uh, and uh, But £10 million seems a bit excessive. Uh, and I take Stephen's point on board. You know, if uh, if it was uh, the club's chance choice to actually sign anyone at the moment, it would most certainly be Jota because the, the figures are talking about for him. Mm. You'd bite the hand off him. Yeah, I mean, Kevin. I suppose figures get get thrown out there, and the best way to provide some sort of context is maybe look at 
what else you've spent on what else you know so I think Edward was the sort of nine million Julian at seven um and things like that is is that where you do you use them as a barometer to come up with your assumption that, he, that he's not worth that no, no it's just the, the fact that the, the club actually has went out and bought players that like for instance Bio obviously bowling is still where he is the, the amount of millions we're spending on it and the scouting system that's a, that's a different story right enough but um, Julian was worth the money Jota is definitely worth the money but you can't see Carter Vickers he's not he, he is he's reliable but no 10 million yeah is that, is that fair Stephen because it's funny how results will always dictate everything you know the Celtic fans by and large are they're pretty happy at the moment I know they're four points behind but they're and they're out of Europe But they like what they're seeing They like the performances They're happy with the progress But that will not undo Years of frustration At various pieces of transfer business You know, They still have to keep, They still have to get More of them right Than they have done yeah. In recent seasons You know and It's an interesting point That One of the frustrations For Celtic fans over the years Has been the projects Spending one One and a half million Do-do Dahan type signings Bringing them in They don't all necessarily work out And you wonder sometimes If they would be better Actually spending a bit more On a couple of players Of quality You look at Edward Okay Probably didn't get quite as much For Edward in the end As he wanted But I, I refer you back to the The point about the 10 in a row season That was a factor there But you know You tend to If you invest a bit of money You tend to get it back eventually You know And maybe I just wonder Whether Carter Vickers and a Jota Just those couple of pieces Of quality They should prioritise Rather than, than Gambling and Ismail Sorrow Type signings again You know So but 10 million Again I repeat I don't know if I've had that figure as accurate. I really don't. I would think that's a bit mm. rich. I, just cou- I couldn't see Celtic paying that. See, anyway. see, see, the thing is, in terms of the way Celtic have done their business over recent years, and you, you use Edwards as a good example, then they, they obviously get an uplift. I think if you sign Jota for just over six million, they'd be looking to then yeah. double that. Or yeah, without yeah. doubt. Okay. And then, but if you're paying ten million for Carter Vickers, I'm not sure yeah. what I'm actually seeing. Now we're only what eighteen games into his time at Celtic. He may well kick on to be a stalwart. But what I'm saying is, at the moment, to see him move for fifteen mm. or twenty, I don't quite see that. Okay, thank you, Kevin. In Bell's Hill Just just to be clear You don't have to be called Kevin And from the same part Of North Lanarkshire To get on tonight This is now Kevin In Motherwell Just along the road um, Your fellow Kevin Says no chance Not worth 10 million Kevin in Motherwell Are you in agreement Or disagreement? Nah I tend to disagree A wee bit um, I think that 10 million is a bit Inflated Just because he is It's Daniel Levy At the end of the day So you've got to remember that But Would I spend the 10 million? I've got to be honest, I, I, I probably would, because it's not a gamble. I think there's there's 40 million quid up for grabs of this title, 40 million. So, are you going to spend somewhere between 8 and 10 on a Carter Vickers? And, you know, somebody that's already proved that you can handle up here, or are you going to take another gamble um, and sign somebody like a Starfell who's still not settled in? Uh, for me, I think he's worth it. I think Jota is the priority, don't get me wrong. I think six and a half million, absolute priority. We need to tie him up. Um, but I would be tempted to spend that money on Carter Vickers purely on the prize that's up for grabs at the end of the season. And we know, you know how the Celtic board work. I think that that sale will probably be offset against other sales. For example, getting rid of Barkas, getting rid of Ajay. So it might not be a £10 million actual net spend. We'll probably sell players to kind of offset it. And I think that there's something that we need to look at. And well, the thing is, I'm, I'm, he's here for a, a loan deal for the season anyway, so you don't really need to spend it. So you mate, might get your £40 million prize money. Yes. 
I without think signing there, there most certainly will be a loan fee. You know, when you yeah. when you bring these type of players in, they they, they cost a, a certain uh, amount of money. Gone. However, uh, the fact is, they've got them from loan, so I wouldn't expect Celtic to dive in anytime soon. Uh, you know, and if they're mm. in the position in the summer, and he does well between now and the summer, then p- possibly they may well pay top dollar. Other side to this as well. If we've seen anything about Ange Postecoglou, he can pull a rabbit from a hat. Nobody saw Kyogu Furuhashi coming mm-hmm. in. Nobody had heard of Rio Hatati, who looks like he's going to be the first signing in January. I think that's a likely one, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. And I think I think there's going to be a couple of players coming in from Japan in January. Um, and, you know, he knows markets that we don't know. He may have some ideas. He doesn't seem to be, I don't know this for a fact, but he doesn't seem to be encouraging the idea of a director of football, still haven't appointed the new head of the group, and I'm sure that will come. But it looks to all intents and purposes at the minute as if the transfers are on Ange Postacoglu. And if that's the case, who knows what he's got up his sleeve. If you can get a Jota for six and a half million though, Kevin, does Carter Vickers, is he worth 10 in, in that context? It's, a, it's, it's not a very fair question. It's, it's a different scenario because Jota, what, what age is Jota, 19? 19, 20, something like that? I think he's like 23, something like that. And he's been about. So he's 24, I think he's 24 so yeah. somebody like Nora, young Portuguese that, that kind of different talent and attacker you're always going to get much more money back than you have for a centre half that's just the, that's just the way it works we spend, we spend let's not forget we spend 9 million on Julian we spend 5.5 million on Barkas 5, 5 million on Aye a so you know those two duds I do get I do get that, but I'm not sure you can ju- I'm not sure you can rhyme off your mistakes to then justify yeah. you know another and then by the way, Jota's twenty two, I think it was seven million for Julian, just so we're we're being accurate. Um I, I get that. I, I was well aware it was a loaded question because the the deal's already in place, but but it is worth thinking about it that way if that's the type of deal that's out there. You know, because the market's inflated, because it's London, because it's whoever, does that mean you just do it? Gordon, sorry, but the, the pro, sorry, but, now, but the problem is for Celtic, it's not how much they've spent, it's how they've spent it. And it's the same for Rangers as well. You it, it, you know, it's not so much the amount you spend, it's spending what you have well. And, Ke, you know, Kevin makes a good point there about Barkas, about Ayeti, who they'll try and get rid of in January as well. They've spent money badly, consistently, for too many mm. years. And... You know, maybe it does need an investment in a couple of players of real quality. But also, I would be looking for a bit longer of Carter Vickers to make my mind up. He really was worth no a rush. Kind of money. Yeah, yeah there's, exactly. there's no rush. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what, let's hear from Ange Postacoglu. He is happy with the transfer progress Celtic are making ahead of January. However, he says he needs to be wary that things can change any minute. We've been working towards it for a while, and all our planning again is about making sure that, you know, that, that we get the deals, the ones we want done as early as possible to give the players. But as you guys are all aware, we're living in a in a weird world right now, you know? Things change day to day. And I can sit here and say, yeah, we'll have everything done. And then the world decides a different fate for us all. So, um, you know, we, we've just got to be, again, agile, dynamic, but we're doing our work. Um, I'm really confident in the progress we're making. And, you know, the, the ideal is, yes, we have our deals done early and, and players come in early. Um, but uh, at the same time, understanding that, you know, there, there are always little obstacles that, that can't be foreseen and, and we just got to be make sure that we we do the stuff on our part as well and as efficiently as possible, which I think we are doing, um, and be ready that 
Now's a good time to get your call in because we're going to get Rangers team and the Hibs team breaking from Easter Road next and I want to tell you about this quickly first. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas Listen to how good this is Alex Ray. Uh, you ever heard of a win-win situation? <laughs> this is a win-win-win. We've created something new. This is wow, all three. is a win-win-win situation. What a prize we've got up for grabs. You can win a prize. You can do your bit for the environment and you can give some much needed funds to children who need it most on our doorstep. I cannot see a flaw in this plan. Thanks to Arnold Clark, we've got a brand new 71 plate mini electric in midnight black to give away. Now it is the time to go electric. Scotland's now got over 2,500 charging points. Like I said, not only that, you're making a difference to children right here, right in our our doorstep, our communities who need your help. So for your chance to win, text MINI to 84901. That's MINI to 84901. The text costs a standard network rate message and a £5 donation to Cash for Kids. Now every single penny of that donation goes towards helping the children who need it. Not a penny will be wasted. The entries close at 6pm on Saturday the 4th of December. The T's and C's are at Clyde1.com. And a final reminder, that's mini to 84901. Team news from Easter Road next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen McGowan and Alex Ray are here. 0141-951-1025 at Clyde SSB on Twitter. I think we've got team news from Easter Road, Andrew McLean. Yes, we do for Hibs. It's just the one change for them. Uh, Jamie Gullen drops out of the starting lineup, and Martin Boyle, who was suspended at the weekend, comes back in. So Hibs revert to the side that beat Rangers 3-1 at Hampden in the League Cup semi-final. Matt Macy starts in goal for them. It's a back three of Paul McGinn, Paul Hanlon and Ryan Porteous. Chris Cadden, the right wing back. Josh Doig, the left wing back. The midfield three, Jake Doyle-Hayes, Joe Newell and Josh Campbell. And it's Martin Boyle just off Kevin Nisbet. The substitutes, Dabrowski, Gogic, Stevenson, Allen, Murphy, Wright and Scott. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst makes one change for Rangers from the team that beat Livingston at the weekend. Scott Arfield drops out of the starting lineup, and Stephen Davis comes in. So Alan McGregor in goals for them tonight. James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Calvin Bassey and Borna Barisic, the back three, uh, the back four, sorry. It's then going to be Glenn Kamara and Stephen Davis, the holding midfielders. Yanis Hadji, Joe Aribo and Ryan Kent in behind Alfredo Morelos. The substitutes for Rangers tonight, McLaughlin, Patterson, Lundstrom, Arfield, Wright, Sakala and Roof. And the referee here at Easter Road tonight is John Beaton. Uh, so Scott Arfield out the team, Alex scored at the weekend. What do you make of that Rangers side? Well, yeah, Arfield out, uh, Steve Davis in. It doesn't surprise me they've more or less gone with the same team, Gordon. And, uh, bit surprised really because of uh, what Scott Arfield had done. Obviously scored the goal against Hibs at the semi-final, scored a terrific goal at the weekend. He's one player in that midfield mould who can break from middle to front very well. He's got a goal at uh, T's game as well. But I think he's put Stephen Davis in there. It's not really a surprise in terms of trying to control the ball. Uh, when it comes to all the big games, you look at the European games, Davis is the guy that comes in. And then obviously you look at Hibs as well. Stephen, you know, some... Uh, I think Is that the exact same team I think it is? is yes, it, yeah, the semi-final is. So Jack's just going to try and replicate what he did. And when you look at Boyle and Nesbitt up front, uh, they'll be looking to try and cause problems. Arfield surprises me, yeah. I mean, I did the, t- the timing of the run against Livingston was outstanding, wasn't it? Actually, yeah. Giovanni Van Bonkers name-checked him afterwards for his running, for his ability to time those runs and get in behind the defence. So it does surprise me. But, yeah, I mean, Hibs, uh, Nisbet and, and Boyle, they, they combine so well. The one thing that I think probably has surprised some people out has been Calvin Bassey. 
Yeah. Who's looked really solid that left centre back position? I think, you know, Balogun, some question marks been asked. I mean, the one thing you can't get away from when it comes to Rangers is that the goal they lost against Livingston made it 14 for the season, which is one more than yep. they lost in 30 yep. league games last season. So it's obvious where the problems lie. They've got to shore it up as best as possible. I think Bassey's doing a decent job, but yeah, surprised by Davis for our field slightly. How much better the Rangers have to handle Martin Boyle, Alex, than they did at Hamden? <laughs> well, considerable, Gordon. Uh, he had the freedom of uh, Hamden Park that day. He caused all sorts of problems, his movement. Um, but I have to say I have to compliment his, his sidekick as well Nesbitt on the day I thought he was a f- good foil for him he, he, he linked to play very well He was helping it in behind Stevens touched on 14 goals already Conceded uh, in the league I think that would be a concern For everybody at Rangers Gordon Because of the The manner in which they're losing goals You know Pretty bog standard balls Direct mm. uh, You look at uh, Some of the goals that, In that manner If I'm Hibs as well First 15, 20 minutes All I'm saying to the boys is Get them turned Try and get in behind Because they almost look as if They're a little bit static on the turn uh, And, and part of that is because They try and have such a high line Gordon So that they can dictate And control the game But the space is clearly in mm. behind If we're looking for clues And that's all you can do It's only three games in Is this a sign of things to come? Do you think where Stephen Davis Plays one, sits one out yeah. Plays one, sits one out And then and maybe Scott Arfield Something similar Yeah Especially I mean, it's, when it's congested like yeah, this. It's, it's, it's basic human physiology. Is he, you know, he's getting on now, isn't he? He's in his 30s. He's, he's not going to. That's play. not a word you hear on this show uh, too often. No. Physiology. Uh, I was trying to just sneak it out without being noticed, but um, yeah, it's just basics, isn't he? He's, he's, he's well into his 30s now. He's not going to play every game. He's out of contract in the summer as well, remember? So, mm. um, yeah, he's a, he's a really talented player, but. Yeah, time waits for no man eventually. We, we know you talk about the, the, the games, Gordon, and you know, you have to one in, one out. He's actually been involved in 25 games. I know. Yeah. You know, it's incredible, yeah. you know. Uh, let's bring in Greg and Solcoats, see what he's thinking ahead of tonight, Greg. How are you doing, Gordon? Good, How are you doing, you. Alex? Good, and I'm, no, good, good. I'm not sure who the other pundit is because I never caught. Stephen, I never caught the beginning of the show, so I do apologise. Um, no, How are you doing, guys? Good. Good, all good. So I was just listening to your comments there um, being a bit miffed about uh, why Arfield had been left out the team after his performances against Sparta Prague, getting the goal against Abs in the semi-final and then obviously uh, the goal at the weekend there. But has it ever occurred to any of Alec, it must be in your mind, that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has been with the same team that lost against Hibs to show just how different they will play under his stewardship? Arfield, Arfield played that day though He scored Yeah he scored That's right yeah uh, No that's what I'm saying Arfield played then Yeah he's what, not what, playing what, oh, oh sorry Oh sorry Yeah I yeah sorry it. it was Hibs Sorry um, Greg I said Hibs have kept the same team From that day yeah, So right, um, yeah. maybe that's where We got crossed wires Do you, what, know, what? you know what it's similar though Do you know what it shows to me Gordon It shows what they actually think about Davis Because I actually thought After the game at the weekend Does he change it Because of the performance of Arfield he really looks as if he's got a new lease of life. I think he'd one or two knocks at the start of the season, and uh, you were just wondering where he, f- he fitted in going forward. But I have to say, he's been brilliant. I think he's 33 now, Arfield. Uh, you know, you look at the busting for the middle of the park, the time of run, the, the finish. He's definitely got a goal to his game, so he's got a big part to play between now and the summer. Do you think we'll see a significantly different Rangers tonight, Greg, from that day at Hamden? I do think you'll see a significantly different Rangers. I know there's only a slight tweak in the team there, as we've just uh, discovered. As I said, I just caught the end of the team news yeah. there. Um, and essentially, I, th- I think the Rangers have got a clean sheet first and foremost. 
and I also think they'll score two or three goals. Um, I reckon three. However, conservatively, they'll easily score two tonight. Um, it'll be a totally different game under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Um, I've noticed that he's pumped life into the team. Um, Rangers, before, I mean, other Rangers fans cracked up about Gerard and name-called and what have you. I was the one of the guys. The guy came, done what he, his remit was, and he got a better job offer. I wouldn't say a better job offer, but one that, one that was better for him. Um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has come into the team and seems to have breathed new life into a stagnant Rangers team. So I almost feel as if, you know, it's like new players we've got because they've got a new lease of life. And I've seen that in the last couple of matches against Sparta Prague and then against uh, Hingwood the weekend there. Livingston, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was Livingston. Well, I actually said earlier on the show, Greg, that, I, you know, on the back of two clean sheets, I'd actually... I was trying to forget that that goal that they shipped to Livingston, but I have to say, you know, it's, it's yeah, one weirdly, goal to... Rangers' last two clean sheets were both in Europe, I think, weren't they? It was yes, the, Bromby the, and the then Prague game Prague, and yep. Bromby before that. So, yeah, domestically, that's not quite been yep. happening. I don't know, Stephen, when you go to somewhere like Hibs, if we talk about football on paper where it isn't actually played, this goes down yeah. as one of your tough away games. You take a win all day long, whether it's with a clean sheet or not, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I just wonder where... Uh, Fans like Greg will eventually reach a point if, if we carry on like this Rangers Baby steps It's early days Where they reach a point We think you know what Maybe a change of manager Could turn out to be A bit of a blessing Because Absolutely. Whereas they were top of the league Four points clear You just felt there was something Not quite mm. clicking with Rangers Whereas You know I think I agree with Greg I think there's more impetus I think there's more legs I think there's more urgency Just seen a, 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 another 10% For the games Against Prague and against Livingston we see the third instalment of Tavernier and Patterson on the pitch at the same time at some point, Greg? I'm positive we'll see that again tonight. Um, however, uh, I, I think, you know, he might want to actually put Patterson behind Tav. I think Patterson plays better when he sees the whole game in front of him. And uh, Tav could obviously push up into the midfield, as he has done on occasion before. Um, yeah, he seems to he seems to favour it the other way around, Alex, doesn't yeah, he? If, if I, the first two games are anything to I go by, I think the early indications is that he prefers Tavernier from behind, uh, and Patterson's the one um, that plays just that advanced role. Gordon and uh, I, d- I don't see any evidence of that changing anytime soon. Uh, I actually, as I said, I, I seen better shoots of uh, at working the weekend where you know he was bumping it to Tavernier. Tavernier was underlapping and then trying to get in behind. So I seen uh, I seen signs that it could possibly work going forward. And for Hibs, Stephen, the Hibs fans must be as confused as anyone when they turn up at Easter Road. I noticed Jamie Murray is going along, a celebrity support for the home side this evening. He's put it on his Twitter. Um, yeah, they were absolutely flying high when they beat Rangers and then brought crashing back down to earth in Dingwall. It looked like they might stay down at earth when they, they went to St Johnson, but managed to get the win. So it's been a, a strange period for them. You just don't know what you're going to get with Hibs, do you? I mean... Five straight league defeats, as you say, to beat St Johnson. Yeah, they were staring at six at one yeah, point in that game. Yeah, and the, the thing is that Jack Ross has made great play, rightly, of the fact that when he's been in charge, they've been pretty much a top four team all the way through. And they've not been that great at Hamden, mm. whereas now suddenly we're seeing a bit of a strange reversal. And he's not going to like the fact that they've been struggling a bit. So, you know, make a big mm. statement if they've got a win tonight. Thanks, Greg. Nice to speak to you. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. I still don't think I've recovered from last night's Beat the Pundit. One of the best performances we've 
ever had from a listener Gordon DL got ragdolled up and down this studio 6-2 oh, By Robbie on the line Robbie was easily One of the best we've ever had Robbie was giving me The correct answers Before I had even Finished the questions Wow And he got six of I them right I looked at the questions Today's really weren't easy He answered yeah, He easy. answered seven Got six of them right He was phenomenal DL was Well you know Usual, usual. Um, But he wouldn't have won anyway Even if he had had A, a better <laughs> evening It was it was spectacular So don't let that Put you off though Big boots to fill It doesn't matter If you want to play Beat the Pundit Now is the time to call 0141 951 1025 The lines do close At 7 So be quick Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Stephen McGowan are here It's 01419511025 What a busy show We're building up to Hibs Rangers We've got three other huge games as well That we'll turn our attentions to Celtic play Hearts tomorrow And last night we saw a Tony Watt wonder strike Beat Dundee United uh, for Motherwell So we'll speak to the man himself very soon indeed Just after we finish this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Stephen McGowan How's the record recently? You've done alright the last few okay, times you've been it doesn't mean I enjoy you it still anymore. dread it? You still it's, dread oh, it? Yeah. I despise it ah, I can't nah. stand it well, Honestly, we can't. the good thing is You can't be any worse than last night 6-2, the L lost It was horrific um, Joe is on the line from Canvas Lang How's it going, Joe? Hi, uh, yeah, doing pretty well, thanks. How are you guys? Well, very well, I think, Joe, because you're a knocking like Talbot fan, is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. My big sister's boyfriend uh, used to be a knocking like Talbot player. Brilliant. How good was that at the weekend? Oh, yeah, brilliant. And the draw? What, what, what is it with getting hearts all the time? I know, pretty disappointed, to be honest. <laughs> bored of them? What? I'm bored I'm of sick hearts, of hearts, yeah. like the third time in however the many years. That would be a great uh, game for I them know. to play in. I'll yeah, t- let me sign. tell you something, Joe. We've got a certain hearts playing pundit. On the team And you don't need me To tell you who he is And he was dreading The prospect of getting Any of the So-called You know The Auchinleck's The Clyde Banks Away from home He said he did not want it And that of course Was the case So you never know He Maybe you're inside Their heads already Heads Speaking of heads It will be Stephen McGowan Tails It'll be Alex Ray And it is Tails Alex Ray yeah. Up against oh, Joe so I'm sorry I'm having a, I'm having a, He doesn't even celebrate bad. That much when he wins <laughs> He celebrates more When he doesn't have to Magic. play uh, okay, let's give Alex some Clyde 2 to listen to uh, Joe, 30 seconds I'll put on this clock You just answer as many questions right as you can And I say it every night because I mean it The secret is, if you don't know, pass quickly and move on, okay? Okay Let's get stuck in, 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts now Who was Celtic's captain for the 2003 UEFA Cup final? Paul Lambert Who was the first Englishman to manage Rangers? Mark Warburton Who managed more games for Scotland Levine or Volts Volts Who Which sports brand Make the Rangers strips This season Castor Out with the old firm Which current club Has won the Scottish Cup The most times Queen's Park Who scored the only goal In the Motherwell Dundee United game Last night Tony Watt And which championship side Did Auchinleck Talbot Beat in the Scottish Cup For the weekend Hamilton Academical What an easy question For you Joe Great effort Let's go uh, Alex Ray you ready Yes You better be Oh don't stop me Don't even throw that one in 30 seconds On the clock Your time starts now Who was Celtic's captain For the 2003 UEFA Cup final? Uh, Lennon Who was the first Englishman To manage Rangers? Uh, pass Who managed more games For Scotland Levine or Votes? Levine Which sports brand Make the Rangers strips This season? 
Cast off. Out with the old firm Which current club Has won the Scottish Cup The most times Queen's Park Who scored the only goal In the Motherwell Dundee United Last night What Which championship side Did Auchinleck Talbot Beat at the weekend In the cup Hamilton Joe You've never played before Have you No Have you been studying For about 12 years Just ready for this appearance I'll be waiting for this day Yeah Joe was outstanding I'm sorry to <laughs> Joe was outstanding Two nights in a row What What is happening We have taken the I bar you, I thought you did okay there it, Alex did do I've, I'm not giving anything away Just yet I, I'm just, I may as well Just get my coat I'm not ready But two <laughs> nights in a row The listeners Have produced Let me tell you Celtic's captain In Seville Was Paul Lambert, Paul Lambert yeah. 1-0 to Joe Wow The first Englishman To manage Rangers Mark Warburton oh. 2-0 to Joe who managed more games for Scotland? Craig Levine or Bertie Vokes? Bertie Vokes. 3 0. 3 0 to Joe. Which sports brands make the Rangers strips? Castor. Oh, I'm up and running. You both got it. Queen's Park, the most Scottish Cups. Both got oh, it. Dear. Tony Watt last night. Both got it. And Hamilton Ackies, Auchinleck Talbot. I get, I get Joe's got four out of seven. Got it. Joe got seven oh, out of well seven. Played, Joe. Well played. Got, Joe, that is outstanding. Good on you. Even if they got an R1 or two, wasn't it good enough? Because the thing is Last night Robbie was brilliant But he did get one wrong yeah. Joe's got the 7 out of 7 Right Joe Here what we're going to do We never do this with the listeners Because they never Joe, get that far house, <laughs> Joe I'm going to th- Joe I'm- you don't know Lockdown's over don't you Joe I'm going to throw The last three questions at you To see if you could have got a 10 Are you ready Okay Name the only club side Kenny Miller has managed Ah, he's lost it It was Livingston He took his foot off the gas He took his foot off the gas Joe I'm not sure we've ever had a 7 out of 7 for the listeners That is outstanding Well, well done, done to you Joe. No wonder <laughs> you're, you're so happy <laughs> Brilliant Good man That was Joe An Auchinleck fan from Canvas How good You don't mind losing to that Oh no Listen I've actually had a few this season Where I've lost before To a couple of fives But that was a doing I genuinely think I would have got a 6 And still lost So the aggregate score For the listeners Over the last two nights Is a 13 I never thought I would see the day Wow, wow That is outstanding Well Let's done Let's on there Ordering some more mitres Yeah by the way So the boss was also on With like Kind of sort of Conference call type thing As we do Most afternoons And he was He actually said What's the script Why are we giving away So many signed balls Because the pundits Are hopeless Basically Good numbers Listening to the show it Never used to be though. It didn't, it didn't. Oh, Speaking of that You know it's that time Of the year I don't know if you're Down with the kids Where Spotify Release like their What's it called Spotify wrapped I think they call it And it <sighs> It shows you, you know, what what your most listened to band is, and your most yes. listened to song, and of course they have a Fleetwood Mac. They yeah, have rumors. a <laughs> they have a podcast um, section, I guess, sure. as well. So loads of people have been sending me this today to say that Super Scoreboard is their most listened to podcast, but it also shows you how long you've you know you've spent listening to it. So, for instance, uh, I think I think the winner so far, unless someone wants to top this, Gary Wardlaw sent me in, and in the last year. He has on Spotify listened to three hundred and eight <laughs> episodes of Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gary, 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 Gary needs to go with No, the, no, no, he doesn't. We need Gary's <laughs> support. Believe me, my t- I doff my cap to Gary. And what it also did not only did it make me feel quite humble that, that people put that level of dedication. I'm thinking right a year. 365 days 308 episodes Is that how few days off I actually get in a year That's where it really uh, Jumped out But loads of others Lee, Rob And, and various others Got in touch And great support As always So Gary, it's much Gary started listening When Jimmy Sanderson Was still yeah, up under I can thing, see yeah? I can see GB And Baker Loads of people Sending me um, so I've got my big pal In Qatar Who's the head Of the medical department Ross McGilvery. Over there. It's the same 
Big Doc McGuinness Every the, day, the following day That's yeah. the first thing he does With his coffee Anyway This is but Do you know why I've done this for a couple of reasons it, It's Of course it's relevant If you're the top scorer In the league yes. And you score a wonder goal Like last night You're you're bound to get invited Onto the show But I also wanted to make Producer Callum Phone Tony Watt Because he ruined Callum's night last night oh. Not only did he go to Fur Park Alex I mean, There's more to this story It was the first time he's seen his United team live Since 2019 It chucked mm. it down rain. He was in hospitality as well Ooh. It was full prawn sandwich Although I don't mother, I don't think you get Prawn sandwiches in Motherwell But well, Chicken parmesan apparently He Ooh, says in my ear cats, huh? And uh, he said he actually saw Tony Watt In the hospitality lounge after And Was scared that, you know, There's a Glasgow expression um, For how Callum felt He just didn't want to approach him He felt Felt Starstruck and uh, Humiliated So anyway Tony joins us on the line How's it going Tony? Right lads, how are we? Not hey, bad uh, Did you get your wife picked up okay? I asked you to come on the show earlier And you said you couldn't Because you had to go and pick your wife up Everything sorted Aye well, it's all revolving around her As you know, I've been Folding the bed sheets Making a dinner And then picking her up So it's been a life I glam today Is there no end to this man's talents? Oh. He's a top scorer in the, the Premiership He folds bed sheets Which is not a good task And he's still no... hand-picked Honestly, <laughs> yeah. fair, fair play to him How was last night? Are you dried out yet? Uh, no <laughs> Still Soaking it seems It was absolutely <laughs> Baltic It was wet It was It was a madness Did you see it? I did I did absolutely Did you ever did, What stage Was it at in the players Did you ever think That might have Been called off? No I thought I thought it was getting bad Towards like 70 minutes And we were 1-0 up So I kind of knew That the ref wouldn't Like Dan Colt said In his interview I just thought If you're 1-0 up I don't think we can call mm. it If there's only 15-20 minutes to go yeah, he's probably summed it up quite well, Stephen. We spoke about it earlier. It was bang on that line where, in an ideal world, you you don't play you don't play football in that weather. But it also, it, it hadn't got to the stage where it, it was getting called off. You know, it was right on that line, wasn't it? I was I was I put it on about seventy minutes, and the ball was holding up on the pitch. Mm. You know that way we are thinking. Which is one corner that seemed worse than the rest, didn't it? Over the <sighs> well, listen, the, the one thing you will say is the far part pitch a few years ago would <sighs> not have okay. withstood that. <laughs> to be so, underwater I think <laughs> I, Listen I watched Tony I watched the whole game mate I thought your goal Was absolutely magnificent It was sublime And the, the, the highlight of the night Was though When you when you ran over To the side of the pitch You changed your top And thought right I need to get a nice try And then within 30 seconds Someone had half to you And you were skidding Through the, the, the water And I thought lovely <laughs> The kit man told me That was an XL At, uh, at half time And I put it on and Honestly I thought It was as if somebody Was choking me And two minutes later The rain was literally Choking me so it didn't do much difference taking it off, to be honest. It was quite the strike. Even producer Callum can admit that. Um, that the best you've scored in terms of the quality of the goal up there? Yeah, up there, I definitely up there. I don't usually score for. Well, it wasn't outside the box, but that distance. Uh, but no, it was. To be fair, the keeper. I seen he was off, kind of off his line and out a bit, so I just fed at the back. And usually they they can hit the corner flag or they can go in, but thankfully it went in last night. It certainly did uh, Extra special Because I know And reading the build up as well Your big pal Charlie McGrew He was at the back For United You, you stayed out his way And all he could do Was watch it Sailing into the net Aye No I was buzzing uh, Obviously I spoke to him After the game and that And We were talking about it And to be fair They had a good side And it was a, a Really good Three points after the weekend Obviously we'd have loved To get something there But we're on a good bit of form And No I was buzzing And Obviously I think he was a bit gutted Which makes it even better <laughs> He's honest uh, Contrast those emotions for us then Because You know Beat Aberdeen Beat Hearts And then Saturday was So so disappointing Why was that And, and what was said In between times And, and what got better 
I think we just done a couple of things wrong at the start. Dundee done a couple of things right, and they just took a head of steam and they just built on it. Scored the goal, scored the second, went in at half time. We came out five minutes, done decent enough, and then they just killed us by scoring. It was just one of the games where they done more than enough every time they had the chance to. Yeah, and, and since then, what what is that like? What's the manager style? Is he without giving too much away? Is he tipping up tables and going crazy at that point, and that gets the reaction? Is it a bit more measured? What what happened in between times that saw such a reaction last night? Yeah, well, I think we were all hot. Nah, I was on the bus a two-hour journey down for Dundee, absolutely seething. And but we knew come Monday we had to get out our heads, and he pulled us in a meeting, showed a few clips of where it went wrong, showed a few bits of stats, and. To be fair, he never went through him, but he kind of made an example of everybody on the video analysis to show that there was a point in the game where everybody done something wrong, which is absolutely correct. And then just kind of said, right, get out your system now, move on to Tuesday, and that's what we've done. Your top scorer in the Premiership now, is that, that something you pay particular attention to? Uh, it wasn't until this season. I didn't care enough, but I think my performances have been good both seasons, but people say he doesn't score enough goals. Whereas last year I was getting more assists now and being a wee bit more selfish. I'd have probably took a touch and pass that last year, but I just probably need to be a little bit more selfish, like I've said in our interviews. And no, it's working so far, but hopefully I can keep kicking on and score more goals because it'd be a waste if I just stopped now and didn't add to that. That's something you came up with yourself, is that after a conversation with the manager? or No, what's... the manager dropped me for the St Johnston game and second game of the season and said I wasn't I wasn't a goal threat against Tibbs and I thought I'd played well but obviously it was something different that he wanted and we sat down we spoke about it spoke to Keith Lasley about it we've been doing extra finishing and then we kind of came to the conclusion if you get any better areas and hit more shots then more more often than not you score more goals There are a couple of topics that I feel like you just you can't escape every time you speak at the moment and the first one every time you do something for Motherwell in a positive sense every reply on social media is sign a contract Tony Um, what's the what's the script there? Uh, No I've entered the last six months of my contract and we've not opened talks yet there's not been anything on the table that which I can understand for a club at Motherwell's size they can't really commit Uh, Duty to having X amount of players already for next season, not knowing where we're going to be. And, uh, you know, it's just we'll see what happens in the next coming weeks and and see what it is. I'm enjoying my time here. The fans, everybody took to me well last night. It was a, another great uh, reception I got. So, no, hopefully I can keep kicking on and see what happens. And the other one is, are you looking at flights to Qatar? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're going to give me two million a year tax free in some Qatari squad, then no. I don't know if he thinks I mean a move to Qatar or whether he's avoiding my number. And he's Tony, avoiding Tony, my World to, Cup to, Scotland stuff. Tony, I wanted to ask you I mean, we're talking about the contract thing. And okay, you could probably make more money elsewhere, but you look happy at Murrowell. How much does that count for you? I mean, does that, does that come into your thinking a lot? No, I think it's a long process, to be fair. I think. People always say, oh, he's not done this at a club, but this is the first place where somebody's actually went, right, we won't, we'll take it at face value, we won't listen to anything that, for me, got made up in the past, all the nonsense that was before, gave me a shot. People used to say, oh, he's lazy, doesn't he work hard? That's just not true, that's my game, down to a tee, and I'm enjoying it, I've been given the opportunity to play, and I just want to repay them, and that's what I seem to be doing. 
You certainly do Thanks for joining us Get back to folding the bed sheets <laughs> Cheers for having me Good man That was Tony Watt Top scorer in the Premiership After last night uh, Victory for Motherwell Against Dundee United I think Big Alan Burrows Will be kind of Trying to address that situation Sooner rather than later it's it's talk, brilliant Talk about it being a stra- that, You know it's a Strange league at times You know Motherwell's form Listen I'm working, I'm working at a league table here Gordon I mean a one point behind Dundee United to a fourth They're only three behind Hearts mm. And Hearts are being held as having a very good season And they are I'm going to to Park Head tomorrow night So, I mean It's probably the most competitive top six you can think of for for quite a long time Yeah, Yeah, we've said that, Gordon And uh, there was a big turnaround of players as well uh, As there always is at Motherwell And the fact that they're actually up there competing We actually had uh, some uh, Motherwell fans at the start of the season There was a little kind of murmur when he went out uh, at Dundee, you remember the League mm-hmm. Cup? Yeah. Uh, a few of the fans were going mad about the manager. Obviously, but something about Dens this season yeah, know, which brings out the worst. But I have to say, you know, I think Tony makes some valid points here in terms of his work rate. The, I watched the full game last night. The the, the application that he's putting in at the moment, and sometimes it takes you to get to a certain age that the whole thing comes together. He's scoring goals. His work rate's brilliant, and he's into the last six months of his contract. Yes. Yeah, I just always think that goal against Barcelona was a weight round his neck. You know, almost kind of. Just put a level of expectation on him It took a long time to bounce back from Uh, Okay, keep your calls coming in Not only are we reflecting on last night We're building up to Hibs Rangers St Mirren Ross County Aberdeen Livy And Dundee St Johnston And of course tomorrow Is Celtic Hearts as well So there's so much to get through Get those calls in right now Please, this is a great time to call Because it means you could be up next after this Cash for Kids Mission Christmas Seriously, a mini, a brand new 71 plate mini electric in midnight black That is the prize that is up for grabs But there is even more to it You can feel good about yourselves environmentally And for giving something to children who need it most as well It's a win-win-win That's what I described it as earlier And I mean it, it's the electric car Obviously it's a great time to switch over to electric Over 2,500 charging points now in Scotland And again, just to add an extra incentive for you You'll feel good about yourself because you'll be giving money to children right here in our communities who need your help this Christmas. So for the chance to win the mini, text MINI to 84901. That is MINI to 84901. The text cost one standard network rate message plus a voluntary £5 donation. So that's the bit that every single penny goes back to helping children living in poverty in our area and you might win the car as well. So seriously, what a good outcome that would be. The entries close at 6pm this Saturday the 4th. Of December, the full T's and C's are at Clyde1.com. That's mini to 84901. Good luck. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen McGowan and Alex Ray are here. It's 0141 951 1025 to look back on last night's game, look forward to tomorrow night's game, or build up to what's happening tonight. You decide. Pick up that phone. I've got a teaser for you two as always. I know for a fact that you're going to sort of scoff at this and say, oh, it's pretty difficult. I think once you give it a bit of time, I think you'll you'll manage it. Uh, The Crazy Pony sent it in. He said Martin Boyle scored his team's third goal against Rangers last weekend, but who were the previous eight players before him to score their team's third goal in a domestic match against Rangers or Celtic? So basically he's looking for high-scoring games against Rangers or Celtic recently. Once you start getting in the... The groove of it I fancy your chances So Martin Boyle scored his team's third against Rangers last weekend Who were the previous eight players before him To score their team's third goal In a match against Rangers or Celtic domestically? Josh Trudelli? 
Yes, Josh Janelli, well done. Scottish Cup final. Scottish Cup final, well done. That's a great start. This could be a long night. It could be. That's a lot. That's it. <laughs> so the third, the third mm-hmm. goal against Rangers or Celtic. Yeah. So it won't be too often that in a domestic game a team scores. Yeah. So can you think of any others? Or teams that are Anthony likely Stokes. to have done it No, no. so uh, we're not quite going back that far No, Falkirk would have been one, no? No, no, not going back any We're only going back, I don't mind telling you this as a wee clue To 2018 They've all been since then Right, okay um, I mean, what teams would likely have scored a number of Aberdeen. goals against Celtic? Aberdeen So uh, one, one of these guys has done it twice Johnny Hayes Uh a Remember there was a Cosgrove. a free free Cosgrove yeah. free free Uh huh um, And a 4-3 Oh goodness Scott Aberdeen goals in the free free Lewis Ferguson Yes Lewis Ferguson Well done yes. He got twice So let me check One Two Three Four Five So yes you've got six To get We can revisit that And um Yeah We'll get back to it Frank is a Rangers fan on the line uh, What's on your mind tonight Frank uh, I've been doing a wee bit adding up okay. as a Glaswegian and I, I think it makes sense the players values at Ibrooks Morelis say we get 10 million Kent 15 million Arebo 8 to 10 million Hadji 68 million Patterson 10 million Hellander 5 million uh, Barisic 5 6 million that adds up and there's a lot of money there I, thought, I would say to the, uh, my fellow range supporters don't panic if we sell one or two of them because there's a lot of good players left and the new manager that will release money for him to build his own team. If Stephen Gerrard had one fault, he knew how to buy players but he didn't know how to sell players. I think Rangers have maybe said to Stephen Gerrard, sell a player, sell two players. That's what being a manager is all about. Mm. Okay, do you know what? Calls like this are fascinating Mm. because invariably someone out there will say, can't believe you didn't tell Frank that X player is worth much more than that Or on the flip side that X player is worth much less than that Frank's just rhymed off about 8 players and he's come up with the valuations If we were to split hairs over each one of them We'd be, be here, here till night. midnight So let, let's take the, the call at face value um, What do you make of the, the general point? I think Frank makes a reasonable point There's nothing wrong with selling players right? I mean it's almost a bad phrase in Glasgow isn't it? We're not a selling club we're not going to sell a player. We don't have to sell. Okay, that's fine. But, you know, if you take Nathan Patterson as a case, we talk about him, he's could get in excess of £10 million, let's say. He's not a regular first-team player. He's an exceptional player. But if you do sell him, you're sending out the message, and Alec referred to it earlier, that the Rangers Academy is a good place that produces good players. You're advertising your wares. So if you get the right value for the right player, I, I think people need to relax. About this idea of selling players And just accept It's part of the mm. game And I think Frank's right I think they could sell one or two And you reinvest the money And let's face it That's what clubs like Ajax mm. Have been doing for years yeah. I mean to be fair Alex when he says Stephen Gerrard was good at buying players Stephen Gerrard wasn't good at selling them That's not just the manager's job Especially with but, the model that Rangers have With Ross Wilson Yeah but without doubt I actually think if there was a, a bid That came in that, that the board were happy with Or they thought it was good value for the player They would have sell them Gordon and, uh, I think one of the things And one of the callers said earlier on About Ross Wilson He seems to me as a guy That's got his finger on the pill so, so see as an example Just take Stephen Gerrard leaving Within the space of a week They've managed to bring in a manager Of a similar ilk um, And then if there was players going out For good value I think they could automatically push a button I think they'll have three or four 
potential candidates depending on how, how much you fancy them in terms of much you want to pay for them. So I think there's a an infrastructure now then. If you go back, I don't know, five or six years ago, seven years ago, Rangers didn't even have a scouting network. Mm. You know, so they've put all this in place now and that is a way that a football club should be run. So I don't have any issue with players selling. Uh, I take Stephen's point earlier on in terms of trying to stop 10, trying to get to title 55. I think they all played a factor for Rangers and Celtic and I think they would have been better cashing in last year when players were playing at a better pl- uh, place uh, and would have got more uh, value for the company but they were actually trying to stop or trying to chase them. What are you thinking ahead of tonight Frank? We are, where are we? 15 minutes to kick off or so? Let's be honest you've got to be honest and say some of the players are playing for their future elsewhere I, I'm, not, I'm quite sure about that they're, they're wanting to impress so it wouldn't surprise me tonight if Rangers did the business but we need to move on. We need to move on. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is a guy now. And we've got to give him money to do what he wants to do. That's yeah. my way of thinking about it. I mean, they could sell Barisic and bring in Suter. Well, yeah, but even before we even get to that, Stephen, if you, you need to impress your new manager before you impress a potential future manager. That's the priority tonight, is it not? I'm a, yeah, you do. But I'm always... Fascinated by his psychology I mean Again Probably one for Alec Who's been through this yeah. Look at Orson and Edward Who Is clearly angling for a move And he appears to take his feet off the pedal Some players Give another 10-15% Really turn it on Play for their future And you're never quite sure How individual players are going to react I mean It seems to me that If you are Looking at the exit You're going to play for your skin Is that is that not Logical or yeah, no, but, but without a doubt, I, I always go back to my, my last year as well. Some some people are running down a contract, some are going into the last year. I was always of the opinion, just give it your lot. Uh, I managed to get eight goals in my last season, and, and my legs were kind of more or less done at that stage, at a very good level. And that's because you know you're trying to impress someone. Yeah. So the, the the thought of actually downing tools, but mm. in their defence, and I don't know the details, there may well have been discussions that didn't quite materialise, mm. and then you, you know, you're not given the guarantees. Um, of, of getting the move that were promised So you yeah. don't know what the yeah. full story was Stephen yeah, So yeah, yeah, yeah. so you, you, you mm-hmm. don't want to prejudge anyone uh, Okay thank you Frank Enjoy the game tonight Let's give you some team news from elsewhere St Mirren, Ross County Just along the road um, Let me see you in the Costa del Clyde Bank Out that wee window Surely better conditions than last night uh, For Park St Mirren Going for friend of the show Jack Anik in goal With the captain's armband on uh, Richard Tate Who else we got? Fraser Dunn McAllister, Power, Ronan, Tanzer, McGrath uh, and Denison Brophy So going two up top uh, Jim Goodwin is this evening Against the Ross County side Who'll have Maynard Brewer in goal Randall, Vokins, Cancola, Baldwin, Payton Spittle, Callahan, Samuel, Yakaviti And Hungbo uh, Again, Stephen, both of these to an extent When Ross County are bottom um, but, but still capable of going to Dens Park And producing that the yeah. result that they did Capable well, of getting something off Hibs So There's a, there's quite an air of unpredictability About a lot of these fixtures Well definitely I mean Last four games for Ross County They've won The D United and Hibs Last minute draw against the D United They've lost Harry Clark I think it's looked a decent signing for them actually Come He's been really good hasn't he Slightly dodgy red card He's a loss But the thing with Ross County Is other teams are looking over their shoulder now And you look at St Mirren Don't think they've won a Premiership game In the last seven I think since mid-October um, but it was actually Ross County to beat So I think some men were decent at Tynecastle But they'll take any win they can get tonight But um, 
with Ross County and with Livingston as well at Aberdeen you're taking nothing for granted now and there are teams in that bottom six looking over their shoulder and, and teams that you don't expect to be in the bottom six like Stephen says Aberdeen in eighth at the moment on 15 points uh, we, we throw the word need around quite a lot but does Stephen Glass need a win tonight? I don't know what that means I'm not saying if he doesn't win he's out in the morning yeah. But he still feel like he needs a win Alex Does that make sense? Gordon I've been uh, battering on for weeks now I think it's two wins in 16 mm-hmm. uh, When you look at the squad of players They're getting there mm-hmm. I hear Stephen come out post-match He says the, the brand of football is there We just need to cut out the mistakes Now they can only say this for so long uh, And this is a massive, massive night for them tonight Because it can't continue Well if Livingston win They would go above them And Stephen Glass said that yesterday He said we could get dragged into a relegation battle yeah. And you go back to the Derek McInnes debate And the Aberdeen fans used to go bonkers Alec, That's right. When we used to say be careful what you, you wish, wish for, for yeah. Look at it now well, Let's get a preview of that one Our man Dave Galloway is up there looking forward to it Thanks Gordon Well the Dons are in desperate need of a win Having recorded only two victories In their last 16 games in all competitions Aberdeen may only be three points behind Sixth placed Hibs But have played two matches more And they're in danger of being dragged into a fight At the wrong end of the table Sitting five points ahead of bottom team Ross County And just two ahead of Dundee And tonight's visitors Livingston Livy come here with Rangers Having ended their five match unbeaten run At the weekend And boss Davy Martin Deals challenging his men to embark on another one beginning this evening. And ex Pataudry forward Bruce Anderson, well, he's on form at the moment and keen to put one over on his former side. Looking at uh, the teams, then two changes for Aberdeen. Firstly, Emmanuel Thomas and Ojo in for Gurr and McGeoch. It's Lewis in goals, a back three of McCrory, Brown and Bates. Midfield, Hedges, Ojo, Ferguson and Hayes, with Emmanuel Thomas playing off Ramirez and uh, what up top the substitutes for Aberdeen Woods, McGinn, McLennan Jenks, Gurr, Samuels and Campbell a couple of changes also for uh, Livingston it's Obelai and Longridge in for McMillan and Montano Stryek is in goals uh, back four by the looks of things of Obelai uh, Fitzwater, Parks and Longridge midfield for Livy, Devlin, Holt, Omionga and Forrest with Bailey playing off Anderson up front. Substitutes for uh, Libby, Mali, McMillan, Panayotu, Hamilton, Penrice, Sibold and Shinny. And your match referee here at Pittori Stadium, it's Craig Napier. Craig Napier, the man in the middle at Aberdeen against Livy. Don't forget Dundee St Johnson, Derby match that one as well up at Dens Park. Another team, what, what one are you going to get? Are you going to get in the Dundee side that can beat Motherwell 3-0 at home? Or are you getting the Dundee side that loses 5-0 at home uh, to Ross County? So we look forward to that one as well. Jamie's a Rangers fan in Balloch. Uh, confident tonight, Jamie? Hi Gordon, hi panel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, the reason for the call, Gordon, was really just to say that um, I, I really feel that Van Bronckhurst is, a, is an upgrade uh, in terms of, uh, as a manager of Rangers, uh, following on from Stephen Gerrard now. You know, I know, I know a lot of my fellow Rangers fans were up in arms, um, all over social media, etc. Um, but I really had confidence that he would come in and, um, you know, take his on. Um, you know, he's got a great pedigree as a player, Feyenoord, Rangers, Arsenal, Barcelona, as we all know, uh, assistant to Ronald Koeman and then going on to, to manage Feyenoord himself for four years with a 60% win percentage. Um, now, you know, I would say Stephen done a great job stabilising the club, breathing life and competitiveness 
back into the, the club and the team. You know, really that professionalism, again, coming back through, we've all seen that. Um, but I really feel that we're well placed now with uh, Van Bronckhurst in charge to, to, to lead us on and, and take us to, to new heights. I just wanted to understand what the panel thought of that. Yeah, I agree with uh, Jamie in terms of what he said about uh, Stephen Gerrard uh, bringing back a standard of uh, performance and players back to the football club. And uh, listen, I think with Van Bronckhurst coming in, having won several trophies in, in, in Holland, he's obviously had a, a, a not so successful time in, in China as well. I think that bodes well uh, for Rangers going forward. And the circumstances are actually totally different. He's inherited a group of players with... Stephen Gerrard didn't do I think it's a strong squad of players and for me it's the strongest group of players in Scotland and if he can manage them accordingly I don't see why he can't go and get the title I actually wrote in a column same as Jamie said I think he is an upgrade I agree with you I think the core point is right because no disrespect to Stephen Gerrard but when he came in the Adele points on he didn't have any trophies his name as a manager very limited experience you can't say that about Gio van Bronckhurst he's won a title in Holland he's won domestic trophies he is looking to re-galvanise his career again a little bit, but he's a more experienced, probably a bit more savvy coach in terms of experience at the top level. So, yeah, I think Jamie makes a fair point. The, the big games come thick and fast, though, Jamie, don't they? If tonight doesn't go to plan, all of a sudden, you know, people then don't feel as confident because you, you just live week to week when, it, when a new manager comes in. Is he going to continue that winning run tonight? Yeah, listen, I understand it. You know, people are looking at tonight's fixture thinking, you know, is this is this going to be a potential banana skin? You know, particularly after the uh, the semi-final. Um, I, I see he's putting in a strong performance tonight, um, you know, led by Van Bronckers. Um, and I see no reason why, you know, we're, we're, we're going to, you know, suffer that banana slug tonight. Um, you know, the team's looked good the last couple of games. It's looked solid. Um, you know, we're looking better going forward. I, th- I think the thing is, you know, I was at the Sparta Prague game myself, and you know, the, the first 20, 25 minutes, there was a real desire from the team, from every player, um, particularly. And, and, and I think he's really instilling that back into us again, um, where it's maybe just been lacking earlier in the season. So, you know, I've, I've no concerns at all, um, and, I, and I think we'll go from strength to strength. Well, we're nearly there. Let's get a final recap of teams and build up. Uh before kick-off with Andrew McLean. Yeah, just the one change for Hibs coming into this one. Jamie Cullen dropping out of the starting lineup and Martin Boyle coming in. So Hibs reverting to the 11 that beat Rangers at Hamden in the League Cup semi-finals. Matt Macy in goal for them. The back three, Paul McGinn, Paul Hanlon and Ryan Porteous. Chris Cadden and Josh Toig, the wing-backs. Jake Doyle-Hayes, Joe Newell and Josh Campbell, the three central midfielders with Martin Boyle playing off Kevin Nisbet. The substitutes, Dabrowski, Gogic, Stevenson, Allen, Murphy, Wright and Scott Giovanni Van Bronckhorst making one change as well Scott Arfield dropping out of the starting lineup that uh, beat Livingston 3-1 uh, the weekend Stephen Davis coming in for them so it's Alan McGregor who starts in goal the back four James Tavernier Connor Goldson Calvin Bassey and Borna Barisic Stephen Davis and Glenn Kamara the holding midfielders with Yanis Hadji Joe Aribo and Ryan Kent behind Alfredo Morelos the substitutes for Rangers tonight McLaughlin Patterson Lundstrom Arfield Wright Sakala and Roof the referee for this one 
at Easter Road is John Beaton filling up nicely here through in Edinburgh always a lot to enjoy when these two teams come up against each other the heart of that semi-final defeat it'll still be fresh in the mind of these Rangers players Fashion Sakala saying before the game that tonight is all about revenge but I'm sure Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will be thinking that it's all about getting his third win on the bounce and getting three crucial points in this big Premiership match Jack Ross saying before the game he wouldn't be altering their style despite the change of Rangers manager they're coming up against he stayed true with his team selection if they can replicate that hand in display and Martin Boyle has his shooting boots on again it should be a very interesting night here at Easter Road absolutely looking forward to it any more on this teaser then players who've done what Martin Boyle did recently and score a third goal against Celtic or Rangers you've got Lewis Ferguson and Josh Ginelli McGrath no McCarthy what's what's he saying a half at Oh, it was, sorry, Conor McCarthy. Sorry, yes. yes, I didn't see him on my list. Yes, well uh, done. Dembele? Yeah, because he did it for Celtic against Rangers ah, in well 2018, well, you see. Well, if that's the case, I'll throw an odds on Edward. No, because it's the third goal, so it's a, it becomes a bit difficult because you need to remember specifically the third. Oh, you're talking about that 3 2? 3 2. I was before that. Oh, right, okay. Uh, oh, so you're confident in another oh, James Forrest? I'll huh? give you, yes, in the 5 0 yeah. game. Okay, we'll get in there. We'll give you a bit of time. We'll get the rest of the answers and, of course, kick off next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are underway in our four big matches Hibs against Rangers, St. Mirren Ross County, Aberdeen Livingston. And Dundee St Johnston So anything that happens in the opening spell I will tell you about it Stephen McGowan and Alex Ray are watching on And they're going to have to multitask Because they've got a full time teaser Which is a cracker uh, Sent in to the usual address by Crazy Pony Which is fulltime at Clyde1.com So if you're out there You think you've got decent trivia You think you could submit a question And catch the pundits out That is the address you need Fulltime at clyde One. So he is looking for Inspired by Martin Boyle Can you name the previous eight players before him Who scored their team's third goal In a match against Rangers or Celtic domestically Now that might sound tough But bearing in mind Not many teams will score three domestically Against Celtic or Rangers For instance Josh Ginelli did it for Hearts In the Scottish Cup final Conor McCarthy did it to knock Rangers out The League Cup Lewis Ferguson's done it twice against Celtic James Forrest did it Against Rangers And Moussa Dembele also did it against Rangers So three to get Jackson Irving? No You're on the right track in the sense that It's an Australian Hibs player But it was in that famous 5-5 game Which I thought that was was before Jackson Irving He's a striker Australian Hibs striker an Australian oh, hip striker who scored us. a hat trick. How many more clues can I possibly give you? Mick, Mick, uh, <laughs> it's definitely Mick something. Actually, it's Mick something. I don't know why <laughs> you go. Okay, shares his surname oh. with a prestige sports car make. Mick Puzio. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Gordon DL answer. No, no, uh, oh, come on. Oh, I'm trying to work my way through uh, yeah, his first is... name. Like, if you don't get after his first name, his first name is Jamie. Oh, I'd be right. I'm just play the tune. Let's get, get us out of here. <laughs> what more can an Australian sorry, striker I'm... called Jamie who scored a hat trick? And his surname's the same as a fancy sports car. Forget it, Jamie McLaren. I'm putting you out your misery. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh my yeah, goodness! Yeah, yeah. Right, two yeah. to get. <laughs> 
point do you think me and him are going to have a, that, a McLaren in the driveway? Well, I don't think you've got one, but you've probably heard well, of do it. You, do you not? And given all no. the clues that I've told you. Sold it. Uh, right, you're looking for two more. <laughs> one is against Rangers, and one is for Rangers. So that tells you what team oh, it was against, right, obviously. So Rangers score three against Celtic, clearly. Hmm. Recently, didn't Morelos. They? He didn't get the third that day. Can you remember who did? Uh, May. Back just back in May. Might in May that would have been Golson. Uh, Kemar Roof. Yes, oh, Kemar Roof. Well done. Right, only get there, Steve, one, thing. one to get anything doing in the three and a half minutes gone at Easter nah, Road, Alex. It's been uh, pretty even, Stevens. Uh, both teams are trying to kind of fight their fight their corner, Gordon. Um, so nothing really to report so far. This is the, the, the kind of geeky side of it Just seeing how the, the new management team Goes about their business I know it's Roy Mackay's in the dugout He's mic'd up He's talking to someone Will that be someone in the stand Perhaps well, I'll be you the know, boy the, uh, the Dave Voss He must be yeah, taking part yeah. Perhaps time in the stand Because yeah. I noticed David McCallum Sat right next to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst On Saturday you, But I don't know if he's still there Well what do you think about No member of the uh, No Scottish background yeah. member Well it's, inter- it's Absolutely It's interesting because I think you would Ideally you would like someone beside you Just to try and get a flavour of the opposition I know you watch um, But at least if you've got a local guy uh, With the knowledge I think that may be the reason why David McCallum's there Stephen Is he still though? I've I'm, no I, idea I haven't seen I've, a, a wide I've, shot of I'm the I'm only dugout. talking about the, the previous game See just to explore yeah. that though See if you are a good coach And you've got good analysis staff You would back yourself to do it Without having to recruit someone who is from the yeah, greater possibly. Glasgow area Wouldn't well, you the, the, the fact that they bought The boy uh, Voss in as well Would suggest that They're comfortable going By what they have So uh, listen There is no criteria For it Gordon mm-hmm. I just feel as if You're better placed You could watch the analysis But what if they bring on A young boy mm-hmm. You know it's just Right out of the blue yeah, You but, might but, have an idea of it But again We're we talking about You know very specific examples I wonder if that's Is that just something We focus on Like let me give a I'm going to dream up A hypothetical scenario Say a I don't know A, 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 a Spanish coach Goes in to the English Championship Does he have to recruit A backroom staff member From Derby Do you know He, he probably wouldn't do that Well I mean listen, here, Here's a good Example of what you're Talking about here With Queen's Park Yesterday <laughs> Yeah Bringing the guy From AZ Altmar uh, Marine Booyer yep. I think he's a pronunciation And you've got Celtic fans last night Saying we don't have A head of recruitment We don't have a director Of football We should be doing Something as modern And progressive as that So if you're a Rangers fan you know, you look at the teams at Ajax, success they're having in the Champions League, 100% record. You look at this Dutch management team coming in, I think you're going to feel pretty mm. good about that personally because I think we all get a bit weary of the old, same old, same old names sometimes. So, you know, I think Rangers are to be a party for trying something here. Uh, anything else, Alex? Rangers on the yeah. attack. It was actually wasted by Ryan Kent. It, I assume it was for Morelos. Yeah. Um, but easily cut out and Hibs come forward. Yeah, Joe Rebo uh, picked uh, the right backs, uh, sorry, left backs pocket here. Is, Hibs come down the right hand side A lovely ball round the face And you have to say One of the strikers Nisbet or Boyle Has to attack the, the Between the sticks I'd like to see that again Has the re- has John Beaton Given a free kick Against Chris Cadden For this As he skips past Oh my goodness It looks as if uh, He's got it wrong there over, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think he obviously Thinks there's a Coming together And uh, he might well Have just touched his uh, right foot yeah, yeah. Even at that, I mean, bit... Chris Cadden's running with the ball, isn't he? Yeah. Even even if there is a slight touch on Barisic, it seems it seems pretty harsh. God, Cadden God. has the ball, yeah. and, and it's, Barisic it's obviously doesn't. when the players are coming uh, across each other there, and they just may have just clipped his. Yeah, the assistant heel. flagged for what it's worth. Um, so don't necessarily have to blame John Beaton personally. 
um, his assistant stuck the flag up. So yeah, I think that's obviously that one of the reasons happen. why the two uh, Hibs boys never they tried. Curious, to, yeah, they never they? tried to centre a goal. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't think there's anything doing in the other games yet either. Dundee St Johnson, Aberdeen, Livy, St Mirren, Ross County, Blair Spittles had an effort deflected over for. Um, Ross County Yeah nothing else at the moment Scott Brown's fired at goal From the edge of the box We don't see that too often It's ended up high And wide from him So nothing On the scoreboard yet I think one of the Hibs players May well be in a bit of trouble here Gordon just on the halfway line uh, they're, they're remonstrating for them To kick the ball at a touch I think it's Paul Hanlon Paul Hanlon It looks like he's stretching Something here yeah, uh, Doesn't Stephen. look good does it Doesn't look good Paul Hanlon Who had an excellent game Didn't he In the, the cup semi-final um, so that would be a real blow if that's the case already. He's just slipped, isn't he? He's just fallen over. Nothing much, pretty innocuous. Yeah, that will be a huge blow. Um, anyway, so nothing doing there. One more on the teaser before we go. No, I think we need a, a we need a helping hand. It was at Fir Park. Motherwell, mm-hmm. and it was. Um, well, was it? Like- was that the forty? No, no, they played three off. Each. No, 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 three each in the league. The last, it was a centre, it was a centre, yes, centre half because he had, he had he'd s- been calling out. He had been running his mouth in the yes. press in the week before, oh, saying, know. and he scored for a yard that was put, yeah, poor bundled in. Yes, yeah, um, was, that, was that the game? So remember in the so press in, in, in the week leading up to it, <laughs> it had all gone back to that semi final where Cardoso got a bloody nose. This guy was Motherwell captain at the time, and in the week leading up to it, he said, "Oh yeah, that was that was funny. That wasn't it. We all laughed." When Cardozo got the bloody nose so He said something Kip, like Kip, that Kip, you know? no, 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 no And then It went to the The game a couple of days later He scores the equaliser I think so And captain goes crazy Stephen, come on. I think he's, he's out in sense. India yeah, yeah. now His namesake Paul is the Cove manager Quickly Hartley Oh yeah 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 Hartley Peter Hartley Peter Right Hartley. okay yeah, yeah, it was, it was yeah, tongue. We're back tomorrow To look tongue. back on all the big talking points And Celtic Hearts Make sure you join us Callum Gallagher's up next